Welcome to Spiritual Psychotherapy. My name is Mia, or officially Dr. Mary Patricia Quinlivan. And this podcast is all about gradually discovering all those things that are in the way of our awareness of the divine love that we truly are. And gently letting them go, discovering them bit by bit. And today's episode is going to be all about nature and totems. And I think there might be a bit of when we're feeling resistant in it because I'm feeling a bit of that today. (laughs) So might as well talk about it. Um, And I also want to share before I start that I do have a workshop coming up on kindness to self. It's on Sunday the 27th of November. Um and in Wembley Downs and for an hour and a half. And it's a really beautiful opportunity to meditate together, to meditate in oneness together. And, you know, when you're meditating with other people that are accessing deep states, it does help. It helps to pull all of us in that direction. And there'll also be the opportunity to hear guidance on on how we go about healing in a very kind, very honest and accepting and loving way. So I'd love to see you there. You can find me on my website, which is livingawarenesswa.com. And I also have a Facebook page and Instagram page, which are all Living Awareness WA. So I mentioned that it's going to be on nature and totems, and it will be, but I'm just feeling... A little bit of resistance and to be honest with you anger today <laughs> and I want to let you know about that because that's just part of this journey and I'm aware that what I'm experiencing at the moment is a gradual deepening into this space of oneness which is on the whole a very beautiful thing well the space of oneness is completely beautiful however it is bringing up in me resistance and that's because it kind of feels like there's this continuous exposure to the loving essence that we are and that's all around us and I've still got unworthiness and unworthiness comes up and of course when we don't feel worthy of love there's vulnerability and fear around somehow being rejected or abandoned or or that there's guilt. The Course in Miracles says that we all have core guilt and unworthiness and that's one of the main obstructions to full enlightenment. And it truly is. I'm aware of that on my journey. And all I can do when there's a little bit of this in me is be gentle with it. It's almost like I have to allow the days where I just, it doesn't feel as deep or it doesn't feel as entirely loving. And I know there are days where I'm feeling fear and unworthiness. And all I can do is just go really gently, really kindly. And you know what I know is there's this experience that we're all in which is really a dreaming and 
then there's this essence. They're not separate. They're entirely one. But this essence of oneness is always unconditionally loving. It's always there loving me, no matter what my head's doing, no matter what resistance or even feelings of anger that, you know, it's just like sometimes it's like, oh, does it always have to feel so vulnerable, (laughs) you know? Or, I don't know, when I'm really not even in touch with that absolute depth of love, there's annoyance can be there because you're not totally resting in it. It's like there's still fear and fear and vulnerability always bring up anger. So I'm just letting you know that this is normal (laughs) and we have to be really kind with it and I might as well be honest about it because it's there so but the most beautiful thing is that I know that my hand is being held through all of this and through every single moment and the feelings and the thoughts they come and they pass and that's not really what's true what's true is this awareness It's the awareness of the thoughts, the awareness of the feelings that's really true. And the awareness is this space of divine loving essence. And it's always loving me and holding me and within me and all around me, no matter what my head's doing. So I just want to encourage you. And and that, you know, sometimes it's really important when a lot of anger or resistance is coming up to the journey or to the vulnerability of it or to the continuous exposure of it or whatever it is, that we release some of that anger. But just before I started this podcast, I did some growling (laughs) and a bit of yelling just to let it all out, you know. So please be encouraged that that's okay. We're never going to be able to access the light until we face our shadow with equal compassion. And it's in the absolute gentleness towards our shadow, knowing if I could just picture someone like, well, Jesus, the essence that he was, I know it was a dreaming, but the divine essence, how he would feel towards me at this moment. And it's entirely loving. There is no judgment ever for anything that I'm feeling or thinking. So be encouraged if you're having a bad day or a bad moment or there's a lot of anger or fear or vulnerability. That's okay. That's not what you really are. What you really are is the awareness of all of that. And the awareness is unconditionally loving. It is the essence of Jesus or Isaira or Auntie Jinta or our Christ self or our Buddha awareness, whatever you want to call it. It's also the essence of the earth and the trees. And very often when I'm in this space, the most beautiful thing I can do is go and be in nature. And another thing I wanted to talk about today is nature and totems actually because I've had a beautiful experience around that recently 
And I'll start just by sharing, and I really want you to encourage looking up her website, and that is that I've been doing a workshop with Isaira or Auntie Jinta online, and it's on what she calls the four pillars of law. That's L-O-R-E, law. And this is a beautiful map, if you like, towards very holistic awakening because it embraces every aspect of our being, not just our spiritual self, but our experience in this dreaming life that we're having, every experience. And so it's a very, if you like, coverall um, map or guidance towards healing. And of course, I'm not going to, that is Isaira's teaching and it's beautiful and you can access it on isaira.com, her website. But what I want to share around that is my experience that I've had after doing some of this workshop with Isaira. And I can't emphasize enough how valuable I find these teachings. And, you know, we are all on this journey ourselves and we have to do the work ourselves. But boy, has it been wonderful for me to have a guide that's already resting there in that space of divine love. Yeah. See, now it's coming, <laughs> that love. Mm. That's already resting there, showing me what we really are, which is this pure awareness, this divine self. Anyway, the first week of this workshop, she was talking about the first pillar, which is country and nature. And just some of the things that were relevant to me, I'll bring up. I'm not going to share the teaching because you can look that up on Osiris' website. Is how important, and it has been for me for the last many years, how important deep connection to country is. And country is not just the earth, but it's also the trees and the lakes and the rivers and the rocks. And later on we'll talk about kinship as well and all the beings, you know, the animals and the insects and the birds and the other human beings, you know. So, But connection to country and how incredibly important it is and how as we connect at a very deep level to country, it can inform us and guide us and it has an influence on us. And even down to the place that we were born into, the environment, the trees, the rocks, the rivers, the earth, that that had an impact, the place and timing of our birth. It affects who we are and the influences we've had. And then the places of our upbringing and the influences that they've had. So... This called me to do something after I'd um, been on this workshop with Isaira. And what I did was, or what I felt to do, was that I went to the hospital where I was born and where all my siblings were born and my second son was born. And I also went to the hospital where my first son was born. So that the first one was St John of God Hospital in Subiaco. That's where I was born, all my siblings and my second son. And the second one was King Edward Hospital in Subi also, and that's where my first son was born. And what I did was I 
um, parked at a park nearby the hospital and I did this early in the morning and I walked entirely around the hospital circumnavigating it just noticing and feeling the earth and the trees and the birds and the places that were nearby Kings Park being nearby the Swan River and I sat down at the hospital on a little bit of grass near a whole lot of trees that I reckon would have been there when I was born and when all my siblings were born and when my second son was born. And I thank them for their deep presence and love. And I felt the earth and felt her love and presence. And what I did was I went through the birth of all of my siblings with my mum and dad there and my own birth and the birth of my second son and I kind of redid it if you like (laughs) you know I brought in a lot of love so just felt the divine essence of my mum and my dad the divine essence that we all are and of the trees and of the earth and the welcoming in of each of my siblings and the divine essence that they are And I'd been inspired by Isaira talking about how in the culture of First Nations people that children are sung in even before they're born. You know, this experience, you know, Albert Einstein talks about that um, what we think of as matter isn't really real. What it is is energy whose vibration has slowed enough so that we can perceive it so that everything all of matter is vibrational and sound is the first vibration it's vibrational and so first nations people have traditionally sung in every child and it's beautiful sung in with love to a certain place on country and I just thought how beautiful that was so That's what I was doing for myself and my siblings and my son. And I really want to let you know that, you know, time isn't, time is also an illusion, just like this whole dreaming experience. And and it's not that we don't get to enjoy and fully participate in this experience. We do. In fact, that's what we're called to do. But to recognize that the truth of what we are is this pure awareness, this divine love so that we can go back and heal the past. And this is one of the ways that it felt to me that I could do that. And then I went to King Edward Hospital and I did the same thing. I circumnavigated it. I sat down by this beautiful, big... Yeah, making me feel emotional. Um, This beautiful, big red gum tree that I know was there when my son was born and just thanked it and thanked the earth and sort of did the same thing, you know, redid the birth from the perspective of the higher self. So bringing in my higher self, my husband's higher self, my son's higher self born into light, I did that. And because I want to let you know that I was far from perfect, I'm still far from perfect, but 
I'm a lot wiser now than I was 25 years ago, or nearly 25 years ago, when I had my children. So that being that I was back then that was pretty scared and fragile and vulnerable and didn't know how to heal it, didn't know how to accept it, um, you know, I, I held her with a lot of compassion and brought in the divine essence that was there then, that has been there in every moment since before we were born and brought that in for my husband and for the birth of my son. And I did that for all of my siblings and the birth of my other son as well and my own birth. So it was kind of a shifting. It was a beautiful thing. <laughs> and I want to encourage you to do the same, that you can at any moment that's been traumatic in your life, you can go back in meditation and you can bring in the divine essence of whoever was there, your own essence, the essence of any being, even if it was a trauma where someone was behaving very badly, you know, and we can bring in the divine essence, even angels, healing angels, we can bring in a lot of love for the healing of every human that was there in that space. So, and the other thing that I did, because Isaira had talked about that the place where we grew up, um, you know, the whatever was there for us, be it trees or earth or even if it was in a city, you know, I grew up in a suburb with houses and and some of you will have grown up in cities, and but there's still the earth beneath you and there is parks and trees and we can still bring in the divine essence that was of the tree in the backyard or of the earth beneath us or the sky above us or the birds in that area. And I was very lucky to grow up near the ocean and I know that the ocean, I've always you know, being able to hear the waves on a rough day. And I know that that was a big part of my healing. You know, the family situation when I was young was pretty rough at times. There was a lot of mental illness. And although every single being meant well, you know, it was a struggle. And there was some pretty severe mental illness in the family. And I had my own mental illness, I developed anxiety and some depression as well over the years, which I've since been able to heal, which is beautiful. So um, that was, you know, a long time ago now. But what I think saved us was that we were all pretty connected to the earth. We were all connected to the ocean. And we spent time at Rotnest as kids as well, which is a very earthy place. And very ocean-oriented place. And Isaira had mentioned that she knew that being close to salt water was a part of her healing, and I certainly know that that was part of it for me. But for others of you, and, you know, I was also lucky that my dad shared or bought a property with a friend of his, and we've since shared, which I, you've heard me talk about, this property that reforestating, we're reforestating, sorry, that's now shared amongst many families. But so trees have also been a part of my healing. So anyway, what I did was I took my 90-year-old mum back down to the beach near where we'd grown up as children and 
I got her to wear cotton, which Isara recommends, and we just sat on the beach and we felt the earth and we heard the waves. And it was the most beautiful thing. And, you know, as I mentioned, there was a lot of struggle and challenge in some of the relationships in my family. And But what happened that day is when mum and I were lying on the beach is that um, I hadn't seen a little yellow biplane. I think they were called tiger moths, but my dad had been a teenager during the Second World War and while he was at university he learnt to fly tiger moths in case the war was still going when he was old enough to go. And he used to describe, you know, doing tricks and turning them upside down and stuff when he was at university. And I hadn't seen, there was often a little yellow tiger moth or biplane that flew over our house when we were young and Dad always mentioned it, but I hadn't seen it in about 10 years. And that morning that Mum and I were at the beach and we were feeling the earth, a little yellow biplane flew over and so I kind of knew that Dad's spirit was with us in this recovery journey, which was beautiful. So I do want to encourage all of you to let you know that, you know, we can heal our past by bringing your current more wise nature to your experience and to know how supported you were by the elements of nature. And nature is present, you know, it pulls us to this place of presence. And there's a second thing that I wanted to talk about, and that is that in the second week of this workshop, Isaira talked about kinship. And again, I'm not going to share much about that because you can look that up on Isaira's website, isaira.com. It is a very worthwhile workshop. But that's the second pillar, which is where we learn to connect to um, you know, our ancestors, our family, our relatives, our friends, but also to everything in nature, animals, insects, birds, that they are all our kin and that, that they can all be supporting of us. And I know that some of you might know or feel that your experiences with close family have been traumatic and you may not be able to have a close ongoing relationship with family and that's okay you know we can always bring in healing by knowing that well many ways and the Course in Miracles would talk about this thing called true forgiveness which is where you recognize that the true essence of what we are and always has been is this divine love and that this experience is a dreaming so that we can we can know that it didn't really happen, it was a dream. That's not to take away from the pain and the trauma. Of course, we need to heal that and grieve that in, you know, with great compassion and great kindness. But we can bring in this divine essence that is and was always there, this divine essence of love that really is what we were and always have, have been, and is what our relatives were. So even if we can't or don't choose to be with them in this moment, we can bring in that element of divine essence. 
and bring healing to the situation. But what I was particularly going to mention about that is Isaira also mentioned totems, which I hadn't heard her talk about before. And these are living essences um, that could be animals, insects, birds, trees, rocks. People can have very deep connection with rocks that, that can inform us, you know, that have special meaning for us and that we can learn from. And, you know, she had a lot more to say about it, but I'll let you listen to that on her website. But there's been an animal, and it's really surprised me because one woman there on the workshop brought up that she felt she had an energy with and that perhaps cockroaches were a totem for her. And Isaira said, yeah, you know, this is – cockroaches are incredibly – resilient they can survive nuclear war just about <laughs> you know they can go through anything and come out the other side and they can show us the the gift of resilience and you know how we can get through things anyway so I was listening to this and I had never really thought about things like cockroaches being totems before and I certainly have a sense with trees I've talked about trees before how how much a healing part they've been for me and you know there's there's trees at this property that I get to go to occasionally I really feel like they've brought me up in many ways and with the greatest patience actually so I suspect trees are something that's important for me but what came up for me in the weeks following this workshop was that I've always had energy and it's not been positive energy, it's been quite negative energy around spiders. And I'm quite scared of them, actually, or have been quite scared of them. And I have I had a few experiences at a ki- as a kid where they, you know, were on me, quite, you know, the big uh, hairy huntsmen. And in fact, looking back on it, I now... I am trying to rework those experiences because one particular one I remember was I was at the farm and I was on this little mini bike that we had and I must have driven through a spider web and this spider obviously landed on my head and as I was driving around, I noticed this big, very big huntsman (laughs) crawled under the rim of my cap and it was literally just staring at me eye to eye (laughs) and of course, I, when I noticed it, I freaked out, fell off the bike, you know, tore my cap off. and um, But I was trying to rework that experience <laughs> recently and it just felt a little bit like this was perhaps my totem that was saying hello, <laughs> you know, letting me know that it was here to teach me something. And I'd had a number of experiences like that over my childhood and it wasn't until and I had continued to feel very scared of spiders but so you know when huntsmen are around I generally get my husband to get rid of them or it's not me but I have been trying to work on that in the last few years and interestingly when I spent some time at the farm by myself not so long ago a huntsman showed up of course and I had to put it outside by myself which meant getting pretty close to it And I managed to do that, so I am working on this fear. But anyway, 
it was starting to come to me that maybe spiders were a totem for me and they had something to teach me. And recently, I'm sure you all know, there was a full moon and a lunar eclipse. And Mojave and I sat and watched that this evening and it was a beautiful experience. And when I went to bed and I'd been, like I said, thinking about maybe spiders had something to teach me because I knew I had energy with them. And when I pulled back the covers in the middle of my bed on the night of the lunar eclipse was a spider. And I thought, God, that's really odd. How on earth could a spider be here? And it was just a little black spider. So I thought, I'm going to be brave here. So I picked it up in my hands and took it outside. But I thought, I'm sure this is trying to let me know that spiders have got something to teach me. And, and so I thought about what spiders do. And, you know, I think the female spiders are pretty, uh, well, actually, I think sometimes they eat their husbands. <laughs> Not that I'm going to do that. But I think, you know, I had a feeling of the feminine power in me, you know, and, and that they create these amazing webs you know, their creative ability and that they're patient as well. And also, because Isaiah had mentioned we have to learn from the positive sides and the the negative sides, you know, the, the shadow side, which we all have to face in all of us. And, of course, all of us, including me, can be a little bit put off, well, more than a bit put off by spiders. A lot of people are positively scared of them or, you know, find them very threatening and I've been one of those people. And, you know, I think I was mentioning in my previous podcast that I have been experiencing over the last decade since I've moved into spirituality and particularly when I had that foray into really moving into spirituality and starting to use Mia, I'd been experiencing not so much a, uh, a negativity but you know, that people weren't so comfortable with that and that some of my GP colleagues don't refer to me anymore. And so that I'd been experiencing that, um, well, that some people can be threatened by the spirituality and this journey of spirituality or really uncertain about it. So I could relate to the spider in that way, you know. And I started to make peace with spiders because I know that a lot of humans have this negativity. So I started to be able to relate to them. And, but what I could see was this patience, this kind of, that they create this web, which is really beautiful in many ways. And they're just patient and they wait for prey to come and then they pounce. <laughs> so I thought that I could you know, do everything to put out there. And of course, sometimes that might mean activity as well, but that also some patience that I can be creative, I can be true to me, I can be authentic and I can be patient and let things come. And when things do come, I can take advantage of that. So, yeah, I kind of felt like they're already teaching me something, <laughs> you know, spiders. So... It's not that I don't still feel scared, I do, but I am going to slowly work on that. Hopefully universe not with the really scary ones, the really hairy ones, big ones first, but yeah, I am going to work on that. So I just thought all of you could maybe learn something from that too, that we all have uh, 
you know, aspects of nature that can be totems for us, that can give us guidance. And that's felt like a really precious guidance for me is to bring in more patience and to trust my creativity and my feminine power a little more. And it's pretty funny, really, that I've got spiders as a totem because it's the last thing I would have thought of. (laughs) So there you go. And I really, I just want to, you know, acknowledge again that workshop, The Four Pillars of Law, which Auntie Jinta teaches and highly recommend to you all to look that up on her website at isara.com. So that's probably all I've got to say today. That's enough. (laughs) A few different things in there. Um, I do want to highly recommend that you look at my website too, which is livingawarenesswa.com. I do uh, individual therapy, I do groups or family therapy and I do workshops and I really would love to encourage you to come to my workshop on kindness to self which is in a couple of weeks now. It's in Wembley Downs and it really is so worthwhile to spend time in presence together and there'll be some guidance but you can also ask me as many questions as you like. I love to do that to answer questions so please contact me on my website, livingawarenesswa.com or look up my Facebook page and our Instagram page and YouTube channel, which are Living Awareness WA. Much love to you all.